New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. It is the way. But really, it's not the way because he ends up not doing things the way. It is the it way the, right now. It was, the way. it was the way. At this very moment, it is the way. Yes. Excellent. But a new, a new way may come. Sure. Yeah. You gotta and be, then that'll be the way. And then that will be the way. Yeah. Well, that seems like a pretty good way to open the show. How are you? Good. Good. You know, um, got to the skating rink the other day and saw about 4,000 people on a pond. So that was good. That sounds like it's well within the uh, current rules. It was very, it was a huge pond, so very spaced out right down the Rouge. Wow. Um, things, are, things are going okay. Online schooling is better. I think there's uh, not much work that's happening, but it's definitely organized a little bit better. I seem to have the only ice rink in the city that won't freeze and i guess it's just because i'm so hot you what did you put water in it or did you try to do like some fancy concoction water (laughs) Water. nobody said anything about water no your your pond is 100 percent frozen yesterday everybody's pond is everybody's back yeah but like this much and and in some like when i walk on it the water starts seeping up over the sides and you start to hear sounds that make me a little uh, f- frightened. Maybe you got too much water. I, I probably do, but my, my backyard mm-hmm. is extraordinarily out of level. Mm, challenges. But, TK, we have yeah. we me. have bigger fish to fry, my bigger friend. Bigger fish to fry than the, than the, than the slope in your yard. We <laughs> have these guys... Making the biggest signing in franchise history. Tell me. I heard about it, but I don't really know how good it is. Well, that makes it a lot less exciting. I got to tell you. George Springer, $150 million from the Toronto Blue Jays. The top free agent of the season is now a Toronto Blue Jay. How, How many years? Six years. Which wow. is a little long, but like, you gotta entice people to come to the to the north. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, twenty five mil a year. It's not bad. He's doing okay. That guy is doing. That guy's okay. doing okay. Maybe he'll yeah. maybe he'll want to buy some real estate. Maybe he wants to buy a piece of land. He's gonna need he's gonna need somewhere to live. Yeah. Although I don't know that they're playing in Toronto, but that. Uh, well, he should invest now for the future. That seems to be the story. Now is that the story though? Well, that is one of the stories. Let's or get people, into it, Mr. Or are people TK. investing investing for the present. I don't know, but one thing. Whoop, where did I go? There I am. Hello. Okay. One thing that we need to get oh. out of the way first. So, Ooh, choke chokey. Ooh, okay. 
All right. People are up in arms. Toronto yes. realtor shows home with tenants inside who have the virus. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It happened really quick. Like the day it went up, um, that neighbors knew that these people were sick. Like it, it, it all happened pretty fast. So within 24 hours, this listing was, uh, was terminated. It seems um, to me so, that many people saw it in that time span, though. Well, so. right now in the market, 24 hours is enough time for 10 groups or more to come through a house. It is bananas. So, Apparently, there was yeah. at least 20 showings. But tell me, is it sold, TK? Is it sold? They says no, it was terminated. Terminated? Off the market. Wow. Yep. The embarrassment yep. of showing a house with people inside that have the virus knocks it off the market what will happen next it will be more expensive when it goes back on the market <laughs> this is a win for it, the it's, current it's probably owners. Good marketing for the seller now their address is uh is all over the news people are going to be like hey so there's a house for sale down in that area well i guess it could work against them probably knock on their door like, now it's like one of those grow houses grow ops you know it's like it's tainted the stigmatized the yeah stigmatized? there's no been... way i think i I think someone's going to say, oh, you got a house for sale and you got problem, you know, you got COVID tenants. I'll buy your house, no problem. And they'll try to get a deal on it. I think that there's a deal in the works right now behind the scenes. There's, there's an offer on the table. I guarantee it. Gotta be, gotta be. So I wanted to get that out of the way because it is news in Toronto when something like Great this news. happens. That is some serious news. We mm -hmm. also have heat and hangovers in toronto real estate 2021 forecast i get it i get it so so tough, tough thing to wake up to what do you get because i get the heat but yep i'm not really a big uh, proponent of this hangover when is this hangover gonna come in 2021 what indicator is there out there that you see that could cause some kind of slowdown leading to a real estate hangover uh right now i would say that there's nothing in the foresight coming at any point Could... we are in we, we we are in deep for 2021 on uh real estate uh real estate price uh increases big time it's it's not uh could this have something to down. do with it? GTA condo sales jump 90 percent in first two <laughs> weeks of january could that lead to it? Gone up. Yeah, and pr prices have jumped up. So 90% is the sales number, but prices are now actually 1% higher than they were the first two weeks of uh, January 2020. Um, for pretty, condos? Pretty good numbers. Condos? For condos, yeah. House prices. Ooh, hold on, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold on. I was I getting there somewhere. No. Median price of two-story homes in Toronto rose 10.6% year over year. Yeah, so that's just that one category. Just the one category. Okay, so you <clears throat> go And the ahead. median price. <clears throat> the median price is always a funny metric to use, right? I think most of the metrics used are funny. We know, we know my opinion on, on that. Yeah, the <sighs> HPI is the only one that kind of takes out all these little inconsistencies, but... Um, the median price, yeah, of course it's it's going to go up. There's bigger houses being sold. So There are bigger houses being sold. This is a good time to remind everybody out there that if you are getting any value out of this show, please subscribe and like this episode and join our wonderful growing family at the Toronto Real Estate Show.
We've got a lot even of stuff. Don't for find you. any value. Even if you think that yeah. what we're saying is, is all a bunch of nonsense, just like it and subscribe it anyway so that you can hear more nonsense every week. Ideally, that is one scenario. Thank you for adding that, TK. Yes. Now, we do have that. We do have Toronto's. I mean, for a change, I'm confused. Toronto's downtown condo market hit by seller fatigue. This comes out in the same week as GTA condo sales up 90% in first two weeks. So, TK, which one is it? Are, are sellers seller fatigued <clears throat> with selling their condos? Honestly, 100%. There was a ton of condos that were taken off the market in December. People had their condos listed for months. They couldn't sell it. So when everybody takes their condo off the market, all of a sudden now there's a void in available supply, right? And there was a huge amount of uh, pressure. I mean, I think we sold a dozen condos in the first two weeks of, of January. Like it was Whoa. just one condo after another. Like every condo listing we were getting was selling in a week. We were selling condos over asking. Whoa. It was, it was really crazy. This is fantastic. This is fantastic yeah. news. Now, were you involved in the sale of this parking space? Ooh. A parking space in downtown Toronto just sold for 123000 It's a deal. That is a deal? That's a deal. A deal. Apparently, Crazy, last right? year, the highest one sold for like 85000 I'm pretty sure in some new projects, they're selling for a hundred grand, like right off the bat. 150, some of them. Yeah. 150? <clears throat> yep. What is this um, world coming to? Look, I mean, how many spots are ever going to be available? It's a high-end building. Um, the, the luxuries of having that opportunity to, to have a parking spot, it may never come up again. Right? So wow. you got to jump on it. 123K for you to be able to get your Ferrari parked uh, underground safely. And then, you know, come out of your car and go into an elevator right up to your suites or visiting family. What a luxury to be able to park great your deal. car under the building you live in and take your elevator up to your suite uh, without a, having to walk from around the corner. It's a deeded spot. It's an asset. Wow. Right. You can, you can rent that out. <clears throat> you can sell it. You can hang on to it. And, uh, you know, if you were paying parking fees and, and think, okay, well, the next 10 years, I'm going to, I'm going to be spending, you know, a few thousand dollars a year in parking fees. I might as well buy something that I'll be able to sell down the road and get my money back. So are you allowed to go to a new condominium development that has launched and just buy a bunch of parking spots? I've never heard of that, but some of the condominium uh, corporation documents allow for um, non-residents to purchase the condo, uh, the parking spots, and other other ones don't. So it's just about the bylaws and what uh, what's allowed in in the in the, the whole uh, declaration. Well, so but you're talking resale. I'm talking brand new. Like well, well, right from the beginning, right? Like the developers got to set the. The, the the tone right they've got to set the the rules straight there so when that's all being formed in the condominium corporation which the developer has a hand in then they need to decide if that's something they're going to do and if they sold them from the beginning like that way then i'm sure the documents will show that these these are allowed for anybody including non-residents and if they were refusing people then i'm sure that they would probably protect people by saying only residents will be able to afford or uh, purchase parking so 
there could be an opportunity here, TK. So I, I'd like to ask our audience, if anybody knows the answer to this question, can I go right now to a newly launched condominium project and buy five parking spots and rent them out or flip them in the open market? I would like to know the answer to that. And it does not seem that my counterpart here knows. And obviously, I don't know. So, Good. but that seems like an opportunity. If these things are worth 150K, that's just insanity. So median price we talked about. We've been talking about this, I think, for a while. At least I have in my head. Larger condo <laughs> units emerge as affordable alternatives to detached homes. We've been talking about this forever, Daryl. We have, right? Like I, We have been. Larger units are becoming fashionable in the city and yes. necessary as an affordable alternative that that didn't come out right as an affordable well, alternative the main words here are affordable and detached Ooh. which are not affordable no those two so, those two words generally do not coexist affordable detached just doesn't work so when guys are looking at homes i mean i've seen it like i've literally watched buyers for years go from well, I guess I can't afford a freehold and I'm going to have to buy a condo. So they want to get out of the condo market. It just, it's not possible because of their budget or you know, whatever type of constraints they have. And right now is no different. If you cannot afford a condo, I mean a house, you probably will look for a semi. And then if you can't afford a semi, you'll probably look for a freehold town. And if you look at freehold towns and you can't afford those either, you're going to start looking at condo towns. And eventually when those condo towns are just hairs out of your reach you're going to say well why don't we look at some larger condo apartments <laughs> yes that's what happens and uh i mean there's no other option right or, or i guess the other option is fleeing rent. the city and for going rent. well i guess rent for sure rent if you want to live in toronto but mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you're okay and you just, you know, you want a house or you want a, a, a semi or you want a town, there are mm -hmm. other places to live other than Toronto. Sure. All right. But well. if we look at cities in Ontario, yeah, more, the people more people choose Toronto than any other city. Well, so you, obviously right now, the average price in Markham is like a million one. And we all know what's going on over in Durham. That place is just on uh, fire and... Uh, hotter and hotter every week uh it, it, it's literally like i don't know like in barry can you even buy a house for under a million bucks nowadays barry you can of course yeah. oh of course okay well yeah there's still lots of options in barry that are shows you what i know toronto well apartments vacancy rates Whoa. just reached a 50 year high what the hell yikes so what as, are we going to do as all of this city is on fire for for sales and people are desperately trying to buy somewhere? You can rent a place. Nope. No Nobody's problem. Nobody's oh living here. What's going on? What are we going to do? Nobody's Five percent. That's, that's a pretty high number, right? Like how many rental I think it's units? higher. It's like five point seven. Five point seven or something. Yeah. So how 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 many total rental units are there? Right, because calculating vacancy rates is very difficult, right? And uh, how many uh, actual vacant units are there? 
right? That's the question. That's a question, but I mean, there are so many that Toronto landlords are offering free rent to try and convince people to stay in the city. Mm. What is going on here, Mr. So did you hear about the, so there's a um, net uh, inter or intra-provincial migration. Did you read that? A net intra-provincial migration. Okay, yeah. net, yeah. So what this is, is people moving around the province and they're trying to figure out who's moving into Toronto and who's moving out of the, out of the city. It's, it's within all of Canada, in, inter-provincial. Oh, just inter, inter-provincial. Intra. Ah. Intra. 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 So just within Ontario. So when they calculate it, they look at, obviously, how many people are coming in and how many people are coming out just within the province moving, right? So yeah. in 2020, it was 50,000 net people left toronto yes i think we talked about this last week actually okay well i read it do you know what yeah we did you you probably read it that was an article that we would have talked about last time what was 2019's number i would say it had to be like beyond the opposite no what it was forty six thousand left toronto yeah we're not talking about a major change in, in migration. We're not talking about a change. It just feels that way because we don't have the students. We don't have the immigrants. We don't have all these other uh, sources of newcomers coming in from other parts of the world, not from other parts of the province. Yes. But actual people moving around from Toronto, into Toronto, around the province. We've only had 4,000 more people move out of Toronto in 2020. Wow. Not a lot. I'm sure maybe this year it could, could continue on that trend. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, there's still a ton of people who want to live here. There's still a ton of people who don't want to go anywhere. There's still a huge need for those condos. Those condos, we don't have enough. Not Some even close to telling, enough. Or like a, a, an investor, and, he's, and I was telling him about the condo market and the opportunity that happened, uh, you know, obviously a few months ago. It's, it's almost gone now. And I said, uh, you know, that was, that was the chance to kind of get into a market that was soft and, and uh, had an opportunity if you were looking to get a condo. Oh no, they're building too many condos. They're doing too many stuff. And I think that's just everybody's impression because they see so many condos being built all the time. So many cranes, cranes everywhere. Yeah, they don't realize that there's no other construction going on anywhere else. Well, and listen, this is a gigantic country. We have a lot of natural resources, a lot of tech jobs. We got a lot of cool stuff going on up here. And where the hell else are you going to live if you want to come to Canada? I mean, really, you're going to go to Saskatoon? You're going to go mm-hmm. to PEI? Like, I mean, there's stuff great there. Great places, by the way. Yeah, great places. Great places if you grew <laughs> up there. But, like, if you're coming into the country and you're like, I want to live the Canadian dream. Let's go to Saskatoon? No. Right? No. Going to Toronto. Calgary, maybe, like if you've got aspirations of, of hitting oil. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you got to be pretty crazy to go, go to Alberta because that place is like up and down all the time. Now they got their pipeline canceled. Everybody's like a disaster out there. It, mm-hmm. It's very unstable. So there is uh, BC, which everybody seems to like for some reason. So again, but it's like it's BC or, or or not even I guess Ontario, but really Toronto's the ch- the choice of the so next the generation. The development over the last thirty years has been spread out. <clears throat> they had you had all these places like um, within the Greenbelt, like Brampton's one, Markham's one, 
um, <clears throat> Mississauga got built up a lot over the last couple decades. Have you been to Newmarket? Okay, right? So all these areas, right, have really had a lot of development and housing um. built and stuff like that. They're, they're running out of space. So that, that was just to keep pace with population growth and families that are growing and all that kind of stuff. Which we so did means, not achieve, by the way. We did not keep did pace not with anything. But we, were, we were trying to keep pace by building houses, right? And now there's nowhere for these houses to be built. They're going to like Niagara. They're looking at uh, Kingston, the Barry, like all these really far areas just to be able to build a development. Yeah. Bradford got built up uh, really well too in the last 10 years. Bradford. So nowhere yeah. To build. Bradford and Brantford. Brantford and Bradford. Bradford for yeah. sure, right? Because it's right near Yogi Bear Jellystone Park. Okay. Boo boo. So. Hey, hey, boo boo. <laughs> right? So, um, like that's the thing is these condos are really just it's the only option and that they, these are only going to be uh taking away a, a chunk a, a small dent of the increase in in population and, and housing needs so yeah we're not overbuilding no we're and, not overbuilding. and we're i not mean, building enough and the government is making it easier and easier for developers to get their applications through and build the condos and apartment buildings that are necessary right well let's talk about that um uh, ministerial zoning yes uh, let's tk that? we will talk yeah. about that right now let me share my screen once again uh hold on i gotta do this trick here oh look at that okay good job so good check this out demolition begins on <clears throat> toronto heritage buildings despite residents begging for it to stop <gasps> good Look at this Look at beautiful building. piece of art building that is part that of the Heritage Registry. Okay. We could build that. We could build that again tomorrow in, in no, Waterloo. No, no, no. This has been later. empty for I don't know how many years. The 80s. This thing is like, it is absolutely a stunning piece of our Toronto heritage. But there were literally people like standing outside the fence yelling, Hey, stop that. What are you doing? Don't knock that <laughs> down. We need that. I'm not even kidding. Like people were freaking out. There were so many yeah. articles about this. I got I got three. So we got what you're talking about. Demolition of Toronto's foundry building brings MZOs back into spot. Is it a Z or is it a Z? Where, where we are say we? Z, yeah. We do we say, say Z, Z, right? I yeah. did that right. So now look at it. Now look at it. The windows are gone and some bricks are down and this will definitely ruin lives. This will ruin lives. Okay, what, so what, what is, is an... I don't know, the three people that are standing outside the gates going, hey, all, I grew I'm, up around I'm here. About, I'm all about like heritage and landmark buildings and you know history and all that stuff. I, I love having some character in, in sure. cities and everything like that. I see zero value whatsoever in those buildings tk we've we have got, rights we have rights a ton of ton of lofts we've already converted a bunch of old industrial places oh, have into, you been you know, inside those lofts. buildings it's a disaster well we've already been down that road so we've got that landscape if people want to go and see it so now we need more houses for affordable houses for people too like this is the whole point this is the whole point and so what 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 these idiots do and by idiots, I mean the NIMBYs and the, the people in the heritage department and the city. They force yep. developers to keep this crap and build around it or like hold up walls that nobody gives a crap about. 
that cost millions of dollars, okay? And add those millions of dollars of useless costs into their development performance and guess what happens as a result of that? Does the developer eat that cost? No, he does not eat that cost because he has targets and investors and Raris to pay $125,000 to park in Toronto. Yep. That gets that, passed that on. So, so yep. one, one, it increases the end user's cost to buy in this development. Two, it takes an extra year and a half to two years to get the zoning while you dick around with this stupid building facade that has to get integrated into the new building. And mm. three, by doing so, it increases the end user's price again because time has passed and now we can get more money because the guy down the street just got 1500 bucks a square foot. So why wouldn't we go for 1500 bucks a square foot? Yep. Right? Because yep. this well, is anyways, not the government is... building this thing. This is private people. And this is why people are freaking out because of the MZOs. The government is just coming in and saying, you know what? Like, let's get this project going. There's going to be some affordable housing. I'm very close to the developers. And he, yep. contributed, he contributed to my campaign last year. Like, yep. I don't give a crap. We need got my, affordable housing. got my kids into private school. That's so, right. So... Uh, the end of the day this is what's going to happen this is what we're going to build and we'll live with it yeah you, you know? guys can deal with it but look what happened province Ooh. pauses the demolition of heritage buildings in the west Donlands after blowback from city residents so everybody's Ooh. freaking out the counselors in the area are freaking out because they have to you know follow their constituents right or else <laughs> they don't get voted into power again next term so they have to say, we're, we're really upset about this. Don't, don't worry, we're going to pass it through. But we're so okay. upset about this. But don't worry, don't, everything's fine, I promise. Just like, keep the funds flowing, okay? Yeah. Keep it, keep yeah. it coming. The keep when it the going. mayor releases a statement, it's always just like, come on. Come we on, guys, what's going on here? So, so that's, well, that's good. The word pause, though, right? I mean, pause you know, I mean, pauses is meant to be pressed again and, and then you're playing right like that's how my vcr used to work back in the day you know like i press pause and then I'd, I'd press play or pause again and then it would be back on right so they're it's not like i press stop or eject Listen, those are two other buttons they had different functions they're gonna pause they're gonna have a hearing which is gonna yeah. take some time and what's mm -hmm. gonna happen in that time when condos are selling 90 percent more than last year in the first two weeks of january what's gonna happen Mm. more prices expensive are gonna prices are going to mm. go up and what else is going on see you know the the bank of canada said we're, we're going to keep rates where they are right mm -hmm. they, their target is 2023 so what's going to happen more money more money yep. more money right cool. and we're more on lockdown more. which means you know more money you printing need a press well, you don't even need a rari right now who are you going to show off to where are you going but the savings rates that people are accumulating right now, more people can afford Raris. Mm. Ah. And Guineas. Right? So, so, so we have this wonderful, perfect storm if you're a developer, right? Yeah. But for the end user, it's turning into a bigger mess. So you got these people, stop what you're doing. We want a hearing. 
we have rights. I grew up here. Developers are evil. Right? You got these people, and, and they're not planning on buying in the development. So all no, they're doing they is no screwing everybody else. <laughs> they're not even buyers, you know. They're, they're they've been renting that. for the last fifty years, right? Or they've lived, or they've lived in the same house for the last fifty years, and right. have no intentions of moving. That mom yeah. and dad passed down to them, for God's sakes. Like they're just, they're, yeah. they're just, they're just not fair. It's not yeah. fair to everyone else. But anyways, that's what's going on with with the the MZOs, right? Okay. I do I do disagree with um, the environmental stuff, the wetlands, all that. You know, I think there should be some basic uh, fundamental engineering processes that need to be that need to be followed. Right. So I think that whenever you're dealing with this type of stuff, it's it's a little bit different. But when it comes to this other nonsense, you know, well, like these, I mean, some of the some of buildings, come on. some of that stuff is is a little bit too crazy. I mean, we, we, we get into counting the amount of beavers and the amount of chipmunks and the amount of yellow swallows uh the the amount of pine needles on all of the trees like it gets pretty mm. intense before you know they're ready to to negotiate with you drip lines and all like it's it's really have a crazy. beaver tax Just create a beaver tax maybe a beaver tax is where it is did you see one of the yeah. comments from from our, our last episode where i was i guess on a rant about increasing the the land transfer tax in the 905 did you see that he's like yeah good um, good platform to run to run for office raising taxes now perfect. i want to make it clear yeah Girl's i will not for run for office anytime soon mm -hmm. but if i do and the 905 land transfer tax hasn't been put into place by somebody who's already been in office for a couple of years and doesn't care anymore. I probably won't run under that platform. I just want to make okay. that clear. All right, good. We'll hold you to it. Well, I would appreciate if you did, because sometimes okay. I can lose control. Okay. <laughs> so, so Accountability partner. Thank you. Now, now what else is happening? This channel is blowing up, TK. Blowing up. And if you haven't subscribed by now, you might as well just to see just to see the rise. If you're still watching this right now and you haven't subscribed, like what's wrong with you? What what what's holding you back? You know what? I thought about it the other day. I was watching some people that I watch, right? And I hadn't subscribed. I hadn't liked the video. I definitely didn't comment. And I thought this is what it feels like when if something's good, it's interesting, but you know getting out of that window frame and going to the actual subscribe button and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of work, right? It's a little bit easier on a desktop, but on the phone, not so much. So I get it guys. I get it. I get it. I feel you. We're okay. But just subscribe when you can. All right. If you don't mind, it helps. It helps spread the word about yeah, our lovely, wonderful family. That's growing by leaps and bounds. The algorithm is noting us, noticing us. Leaps so, and bounds. Yeah, so this this week, I mean, we had sales 317 over asking, 275 over asking, 200 and change over 12 or something like that over asking. It was an intense week. Well, it was, you know how I feel about this over asking nonsense. I, I think I think so, what should so, be reported is this is how much it sold over what it should have sold for if it was so listed at the at right least, price. At, at least a hundred thousand on each of them, so none of them made sense. 
none none of them were within the the the, the last prices. Wow. Like the price increases are they're like we're at 33% price increase already for January 1st to 14th for houses in in Toronto. We're at 33% year over year. That's a huge price increase. And January was booming last year, January wasn't it? January's not even January was good last year. I mean, I was getting hundreds of showings on on one property. So it means when we're looking at um what's going to happen by the end of January. Like we still got, we've already done more sales the first two weeks of January than we did all of last January. Wow. So the sales numbers are up too. Like we're really just, it's like, whoa, where is this is on steroids. This market is on steroids and it is crazy. This is amazing. This is amazing. I don't know. <clears throat> we'll Listen, see. we'll see what happens. I got an offer on my property this week Look at that. a really Look at strong that. good offer i don't know if Look it's going to work out but that's okay. an indicator as well trust me i mean not that we have haven't a, had a bunch of offers on this thing over the last few months but like this was a good offer yeah and i had more calls in the last week on on my uh, property there than uh, than the last three months <laughs> this is this <laughs> is calls this week yeah and, and so how is it possible that some of our respected journalists in the real estate realm are putting up negative articles or, or how is it that especially CMHC is calling for a potential 47% not calling for they weren't calling for it well in their worst case scenario they're calling for it they if, were throwing darts at a dartboard and saying okay so Oh, 30% unemployment. Oh, what do you think prices would go down then? Right. <laughs> let's, let's do another one. 25% oh, unemployment. Oh, what do you think prices would go down then? And they would put it in a calculator and say, mm, mm. all this makes no sense at all. Like, Nothing. and then why have the article? Why have the article? Why well, see me so, so bearish, I clicked man? on it. Me too. Well, so that's why they wrote the article. I shared it too. So did I. <laughs> But I showed so it to show how stupid it was. Me too. And I disagreed with it right from the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's, it is what it is, man. This is just the way journalism has been in the last year. Why? Whatever can get you clicks means you're winning. It's right. Like, it's like real estate agents. Just to, just to, if you sell houses, you're successful. Whether you sell them for the most amount of money or not, or your buyers are getting great deals, no. or anybody – Nobody agents don't care. No, they just think I'm selling houses, so I must be good, and I know what I'm talking about. Listen, I, I, I've I've said this a, a bunch of times, maybe not on the on the air here, but I'm pretty sure I have. Let's just okay. say, for argument's sake, you're the agent and I'm the seller, okay? okay. And you have your own life. buyer, so you're double yes. ending this baby. That's a horrible situation. But what motivation do you have really to inflate the price for me? Like, Zero. what difference does it make to you? If you say to me, hey, you know what? We got a good offer here. I think it's a little bit less than you were expecting, but like, I think you should yeah. take it. How much, what does it affect you? It's a like, good one. It's a great offer. But Fantastic offer. After Never going to be a better offer. After you pay whoever else you got to pay on the deal, because it's not just you, right? After you pay your team and your broker and everything, like what difference does it make to your pocket? So a $50,000, $100,000 uh, price difference for me, it makes a big difference, right? But for you, two hundred thousand dollars, nothing. It's like a Let dinner. Let me tell a story. Tell Let me tell story. a story. Go for it. Neighbor, a neighbor of mine. She lives down the street. Single lady, probably eighty. Not sure what happened to her husband. I, I never knew uh, if he lived there or not. 
um, I saw the sign go up. It says coming soon. I thought, wow, that listing's coming soon. Great. Not sure when, but it's coming. <laughs> Another listing across the street, like down and around the corner, all within, you know, 10 or 20 houses of me one way, 10 or 20 houses of me the other. And I'm like, oh, great. Another coming soon. This is amazing. Two identical houses. They're uh, back splits, right? Mm. Same lot, same street. Mm. So I'm thinking, all right, this is good news. Uh, market's coming up. I got some buyers. We'll see what, you know, see what these houses are going to go for and if I can get inside. Next thing you know, I see the old lady's house. It says sold. I said sold. It didn't, and I'm looking on the market. It never came up on the market. So I went back to my computer to check what happened. And there it is. It was sold that day. Zero days on the market, listed for uh, 850, sold for 900. Okay, this is a little while ago, and uh, the same agent. Hold on. How is the there property. a listing price if it never got let me, listed? Let me go in. Okay. Let me go in. So, listing agent was the buyer agent as well. Okay. Of course. So he had it for 850. Signed the contract with the lady. Said, "Why don't we, you know, just put a coming soon sign to see what happens?" Someone called him up and said, "We really want that house. We'll give you 900." The lady said, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I paid 200000 for this 35 years ago, 40 years ago. That's a great offer. Let's take it. And the agent said, absolutely. It's fantastic. You should take it. And I'm even going to reduce my commission 1%. Don't worry. Right? Whatever the case is, whatever his deal is. Right? Right? Maybe he didn't even do that. So she feels good. The buyer's got a great house. The agent gets paid a little bit more money. Everybody's, everybody wins. Right? What was the house worth? The house across the street down the road. The same agent called that guy and I talked to the guy. At the, I went to the uh, open house to talk to the agent because I said, you better not sell this house before the offer date because look what just, they just undersold their property by whatever. He goes, I know, I know. And that guy called me and asked me if I'd sell. I said, not a chance. He did an offer date. It had one less bedroom. The house was garbage. The lady's house was way nicer. This guy had one less bedroom. He sold it for 965 mm. the same week. Mm. So she left $65,000 on the table. Or more, more if hers was better and bigger. Maybe more. I'm yeah. just, this is the numbers. The agent got paid more. She felt good. She probably doesn't even know what happened, right? She probably moved on and left and she's out the door. And the buyers now got a deal knowing that their bully offer ended up working on a, on a coming soon uh, listing, mm. right? So mm. horrible, horrible, horrible stuff that uh, happens in the Toronto Real Estate Board. The thing is people don't know. You don't right. know unless you hire a top agent and they actually sell your home for the most amount of money. You actually never know what you would get. No, how would you know? Right. Why would you even yeah. care to know? I mean, she was happier than hell at probably that 850, right? But you should know. You should care. But people just don't understand real estate that well, unfortunately. It's not for, it's not everybody's business. No, it can't be. If it was they everybody's sell once business, every 30 years. Yeah, if it was yeah. everybody's like even then it wasn't a business when they were selling their their property, right? It was just like yeah. it's time to sell. I can't maintain this thing anymore. I can't walk up the damn Someone's stairs. Yeah, someone's going to give me money. I mean, that's what you do. You, they, they, I give them the house, they give me money, and then I go. But they don't understand how much money is left on the table. And that case is a clear-cut case of, of 65000 but I know of more. It's I, know, I know a story the guy told me at Young and Seven, guy on my team, uh, little old ladies, you know, doing some stuff at her house. You know, I'm noticing a working, theme here. Gardening, everything else like that. Yeah, it's, it's just Little it's old ladies are getting screwed. But, she, she gets an offer from the neighbor and says, oh, I want to buy it for like 1.7. She thinks, oh my God, that's amazing. Neighbor buys that offer for 1.7. Six months later, he's got the property listed for $2.9 million. Yes. Right? Because she didn't market it. She didn't go with the trusted specialist. She thought she knew what it was worth. 
She paid $14,000 for it 40 years ago. Yeah. Amazing. Huge, huge, uh, huge loss there. Crazy. So, but is it a loss? If you don't know it, it's like, if, 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 if no one else. Unrealized gains. gains. Unrealized. Yes. So if it's unrealized, is it a problem? may not be for you emotionally. Like you might just be totally happy and you are just onto the next part of your life. So now, but what does that do for the area? Like as far as pricing goes, do people look at that and it like as an agent, when you're trying to explain this, when, when your client wants to get two point whatever million and this one just sold for 1.7, what does private. that do? It was, pri it was private. So it wasn't on the MLS. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been an issue usually the market gobbles up information like that. So if there's one sale that happens and it was like a divorce or there was something really wrong, stigmatized property or whatever like that, that one sale is usually not enough to affect everybody else's uh, property values. And it usually gets absorbed pretty quickly. And, and explain to me, please, the difference between coming soon and exclusive. If you have a coming soon sign, you should also have an exclusive. That's what that's what Rico uh, requires us to do. Um, the period covering while that coming soon sign is on, and then a separate contract signed for an MLS listing when it actually does hit the market. So, um, so but does two of the same, but same. no coming soon and just an exclusive sign means, hey, I'm not even going to the market. We're just this is the sign. I'm marketing it maybe somewhere else. Again, doing an exclusive listing, it really makes no sense whatsoever in almost every scenario. There are a few scenarios that I would say, okay, sure, get an exclusive contract just while maybe the property's, you know, not quite ready for sale or, you know, it's just being, uh, it's, you know, development, investment, that kind of stuff. And it's just being fielded around, you know, a small network of people. But if you want to expose it to the market, why would you want to limit the amount of people who know your property's for sale? That doesn't, why would you want to do that? No. So, but hold on just to clarify. So exclusive and coming soon are just the only difference between them are the letters in the words. Coming soon implies that it would be hitting the Toronto MLS at one point. Exclusive doesn't. Ah, thank you. But in, in, in practice, they're the same thing, basically. Basically. Yep. And then what about in commercial? You see available now a lot. And does that mean that it's for sale or for lease or for both? Or what? what is available now? My, my, my understanding is, yeah, for lease available means it's like you can, you can, you can move in right away. And, okay. And, and so it is not the same as for lease? Why all this confusing language all of a sudden? Yeah, no, again, commercial is not my, my realm, especially commercial leasing, right? So, but uh, maybe our friends from Colliers are, are the right people to ask for that. They'll, ex they'll explain our, our, our dilemma here. It's probably <laughs> the wrong time to bring this up, but we have okay. an incredible lineup booked Fantastic for like the lineup. next couple it's of the months. Best lineup. There's no better lineup out there. It is amazing. So, so yeah, great guest. Mr. Best guest. We, we've decided as a collective here on the Toronto Real Estate Show, which includes yes. our temps working in the background. The interns. The interns and, and, and the And the listeners and the viewers. And the viewers and the listeners. We're all part of the team. Every second week, we are bringing some fresh blood into the discussion so that it's not just constantly our opinions. 
-hmm. and points of views. So mm -hmm. next week, we've got Mr. Tom Story, a fellow YouTuber. Most of you probably listen to him as well. So make sure you subscribe so you get notified about that. After that, mm -hmm. Jordan Skrinko, also a fellow YouTuber. We're interviewing YouTubers. We are. That's we are. Doing. We are. And then after that, we've got Mr. Mike Jones is coming back, the uh, mortgage specialist. Got a mortgage market update. Yes. And then we have. We're a, booking. We're booking into April now, guys. We're booking. Into we're April. booking. In, we're almost finished in April. After that, we've got Ben Gom from Project Studio Architects, who is my architect as well as my mm -hmm. best friend. I've known this guy since grade one, so that should be. Very insightful into my past uh, shenanigans. <laughs> uh, and then we got a gentleman named Mike Martins, and he okay. is an entertaining fellow. He's actually out west. He talks about the economy of Canada regularly. Uh, I love it. Yeah, check him out. He, he, he's a hoot for sure. And then again, we're going to circle back to Mr. Jeremiah and, and Miles from Collier's. And that's what's happening. So if, if that Market interests updates. you... Yeah. yeah, if that's something that interests you, another good reason to hit subscribe and smash that bell. Absolutely, absolutely. The bell's the most important part. I think you the bell notification on your phone. The bell is fairly important, as far as I I, yeah. I understand. So don't we, read articles. Just spend an hour listening to us every week. Absolutely. Hold on. Let me do my little trick that I learned here. Boom! That gets rid of Boom. that. Hot keys. Check this out. I don't really understand this at all. This is, I guess, equivalent to the laneway housing. How the home reno boom could help fill in the missing middle in Toronto's housing stock. And okay. so what we're talking about here is adding a second floor to a bungalow. Or I suppose yep. adding an addition. But, I mean, an addition at the back of a house rarely adds you know occupancy i don't even know that a second floor really on a house adds occupancy it really just adds square footage right mm -hmm. and then from my from my earlier days on this planet um i know what it's like as a contractor with with clients to to build one of these things and it, it's a friggin nightmare to add mm -hmm. a story on top of a house there's only, well, no, there's two good reasons to do this instead of knocking it down and building a new house. Um, one of them is taxes are a little bit different because it's considered a renovation. If you mm -hmm. keep 50% of the outside walls intact, which I mean, you want to talk about craziness, try and keep like, you know, 80 year walls standing with, with little support, 50% mm -hmm. of them. But the other thing is that it, it kind of helps with your setbacks because your setbacks get grandfathered in. So if you like your current setbacks, it's helpful. Um, but what it does do is it, it costs it, too. It costs a lot of money. It takes but, but, a lot but, but, more it, time. It takes down your costs because you're not. Not at all. That's a bunch of bull crap. You know how much more money it takes to keep 50% of the walls up than just taking a shovel and knocking the whole thing down? There mm -hmm. is so much engineering involved. But what if you're keeping up all four walls and all you're doing is putting on a second story? That's a totally different story. Right? Yeah, definitely. Very definitely different story. Is gonna be, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a savings there, I suppose. But it depends. That's I mean, what most you're saying, people when you're are building out and up. Well, but most people saying. are not happy with the eight foot ceiling. So even if you keep the outside walls, if you 
you're going to build new walls inside of them, right? And then you got to build a wall on top of the old wall. And then you got to cover the whole thing in some kind of cladding to cover the, the, the difference between brick and wood. Like, believe me, the savings is never worth what you're giving up for space and functionality and whatever you're dreaming about generally doesn't happen unless your budget is mm. limitless. And, you know, it's one of those other reasons that, that you're doing it. But regardless of all this craziness, how the hell does this increase? Like, how does this help with the missing middle? Like you add a second story and what are the chances they're going to give you like extra rental units in this place or why, why in the hell would you do this on a rental property? Am I missing something here? Yeah. I mean, I generally I mean, am. No, you're not missing anything. <laughs> They're missing something. So I went to go see a guy this week. He's got, it was an illegal three unit. Um, he gutted it. He renovated it. He went to committee of adjustments. They're giving him the triplex, right? Which is rare. Ooh. Right? So Ooh. it's a fantastic opportunity to turn a semi two story into a legal three unit property. A semi right? so two story. What does that mean? semi-detached so it's got some oh okay 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 got it, yeah. and it's a two-story so now he's gonna have three with the basement he's gonna have three floors and it'll be a triplex it'll be a legal triplex right which is not something that exists in very many places in the city and so to be no. able to have that to be able to have that designation you know building an addition sure but re like whatever if that's what you got to do to get because you're in a bungalow then fantastic but really the missing middle could be easily um, included is if they just get rid of those development charges to add these units. So one bedrooms are 33,000, two bedrooms are 50 something thousand. It's a lot of development charges. If you, if you, you know, are a single family and you're, then you have to pay maybe one or two more charges on top of it. So just allow people to go in there and say, you know, this is what you're allowed to do. If you want to convert your two story into a triplex, you just, get a permit, meet all the fire regulations, make it safe, percentage light, everything that you need to do to make this as safe as possible. The zoning will not be an issue and we will allow you to do it. And you have to do it in the next five years. Otherwise, development charges are coming back. Done. Mm. How many people will apply for that on their single family rentals or their illegal duplexes? They're going to say, oh, wow, that's a good, that's a good deal. That will, that will spur the market as well, big time. Yeah, like people everywhere. will be buying that stuff up like crazy, splitting them up. Yeah, that that got, um, is a good uh, idea. He got a variance because he's only got one parking spot, right? So then that's another issue is allow people who don't have enough parking spots to make these units, you know? So if you only got two, you can do a three unit where typically you'd, you don't, you'd be maxed out, right? Like they want to have a parking spot per unit. And, and what really is wrong with allowing people to even build a small apartment unit in the middle of a neighborhood like why not <clears throat> what's allowing or not allowing well why why what, like who do i guess some they neighbors care the but they exist everywhere like i was yeah. working on a project years ago down near jarvis and gerard do those intersect yeah they intersect somewhere down there i don't remember where i forget the name of the street I'll have to look it up. But like we were struggling with the city. We were taking one of these older, old heritage houses and we were converting it into four condominium units, which was a fight and a half. And one of the tenants like wouldn't move out. And 
we were ripping the roof off and they stayed in the house. It was a mess. The neighbors were all freaking out. But the same guy that hired me to do this owned the building across the street. Okay. So mm -hmm. the entire street is basically single family houses, a mix mm -hmm. of single family detached and semis. Okay. And across the street, there's like this 40 story apartment building. Mm hmm. And you, you drive all around parts of the city and like all of a sudden there's an apartment building right there mm -hmm. or a few a big apartment building. It, like, well, I'm it's downtown. Thinking, yeah, exactly. But I'm even thinking just like a four story apartment. Well, building. Right. That's like, what I'm thinking. Four, six just, stories. Like, why not yeah. max yeah. out the property and add like, you know, 10, 12 units. Yeah, it would be affordable as hell because, I yeah. mean, you're taking just a house and turning it into eight or 12 or 16, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But like the neighbors will freak the hell out. I know. There's a great there's a great there's a lot of great examples of that, even in the suburbs and stuff. And they're all built 70s, 60s. Yeah. But that's that's when the rentals like supply went kaboom in in the city of toronto right all of a yeah. sudden in the 60s and 70s all they're building is like these gigantic rental buildings all over the place yeah. right because they were incentivized to do so but now there's no incentive to do so and even if there was the incentives would be counterbalanced by the ability to do it because mm -hmm. they won't let it they won't allow it we had a guest on at the very beginning vitaly and yeah. Like he went through hell trying to get a property on Parkview Drive, which is like right across from High Park. Parkside. Sorry, Parkside Drive. Thank you. Yeah. Right across mm -hmm. the street from High Park, like right across the street from High Park. Uh, two minute walk from Bloor and uh, Keel Station on the subway line. And right beside him, there is an eight plex legal eight plex and they would only give him four units on his property mm -hmm. like a new new build you mean he got permits finally after like almost two years for four ridiculously huge apartments new construction new construction yeah he got yeah. he got approved for ten thousand square feet over four floors so each apartment was like I mean, the basement was a little bit smaller than the rest, maybe a 2,000 square foot apartment in a basement. Like imagine mm -hmm. what the rent has to be over there to be in line with the market and to cover costs, right? Yeah. Then upstairs is have, like 3,000 square feet. Like seven grand. Yeah, but around the corner, you could pay for a whole house with a backyard of your own and all kinds of stuff for the same amount of rent as this and walk, yeah. you know, 20 steps further to get to the park. And, and this guy is trying to put more units on the market in an area that calls for intensification. And what mm -hmm. happens? Sorry. I mean, sorry. Four units. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he hired the right planners to work for him or if he hired, you know, a good municipal lawyer to fight for him or if he even fought at all. Mm -hmm. But like that seems pretty crazy to me. So so, I mean, just in the last year, I was part of that experience. And I just literally last week finally had my pre-consultation meeting with the city about my property. Right. And they're 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 they're. In your feet, they love you. They're willing no, to do anything that you, 
Anything that you ask for. Yeah, they they basically like we submitted the plans and they were like, oh, my God, this is perfect. We're not going to change anything. This is amazing. Uh, Daryl, we're going to rubber stamp this thing. It's done. Daryl, you are just a master. We saw your podcast and we'll let you build as tall and as large and as fast as you want. Yeah. Is that that what happened? That's exactly what happened. And then you woke up. I woke up. (laughs) I woke up. And what really happened is. You know, the, the head planner started to, to reach into his pants, mm-hmm. the back of his pants, and he started to pull things out of his ass. Okay. And they don't exist in law, and they don't exist anywhere except in his ass. And he, okay. he, he wanted me to, to conform and abide by these ideas. And what did I do, TK? What did I do? You're not going to stand for it. I'm going to stand for some of it. Mm, nice. But I'm going to fight like hell on some of it too. And yeah. I'm going to win. I'm going to win, TK. I know you're going to win. I'm going to win. Or I'm going to sell it and not give a crap what happens after that. That's also a possibility. But whoever fights for those um, somebody's changes, fighting. is going to win. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's fighting yeah. and somebody's going to win. And the it's right an person easy, it's an easy case. will win more Especially than I will areas. win. Especially in these areas, low income, low um, uh, cost units. Like this is what we need. Like we need to stop building fourteen hundred dollar per square foot condos in certain areas and focus a little bit more on Etobicoke and Scarborough and North York and build stuff closer to a thousand. And and really get because we're, we're people are leaving the downtown core maybe a little bit less than what we think, but there's a huge opportunity to grow the population of Toronto outside of the core right now. Yeah. And listen, I mean, at let the big guys take care of these monster projects downtown at, at you know? some point, And I don't know what this point is in, in space time, but at some point there will be an LRT stop across the street from this. Beautiful. Then there will be another one, 200 meters away from this property. Okay. And there's also the go station. There is lake views at the front. There is golf course views at the back. There are two go stations within 1.5 kilometers of this property, depending on which way you want to travel. Okay. And the average price today could be under 600,000 and the developer could be happy, and uh, you tell me what what is considered affordable these days in the city of Toronto. Under six hundred thousand. Whoa! What a coincidence! What a now, coincidence! Now I would like to buy this project, Daryl, in full, one hundred percent with a with Lakeview because I can only afford a condo, one unit. But one of the many units I would like to buy. I think it would be a wise investment because it won't oh. be built for five years. I mean, imagine Put what it's going to be worth. Put that in your brochure. We have one unit pre-sold. I want to buy a bunch of units in this thing. Yeah. Especially at my price. Yeah. But but the the point of this is there I am not alone. There are many development applications in this area currently that are all facing the same pull out of your butt negotiations and all facing the same timelines and delays Mm -hmm. because the city doesn't have enough people working in this area. And I don't even know how that makes sense. I would say that some of the waiters that are unemployed right now or retail workers that are unemployed right now 
could come up with the same crap out of their butts than the planners could, why not give not them good. jobs? Not good. Give the waiters a job at the city. I'm guessing that there's probably some planners out there looking for some work mm -hmm. that could do it over Zoom. Mm -hmm. Why not give them some work and like, let, let's get this thing going. Yeah. You're going to bring... What happens when they bring in 400,000 people next year, 200,000 of which end up here? Where are they living? They're not living on my property. I mean, there, there, there might be. Well, no, not for five tents. years, man. Could be some tents. By the time I have, by the time I have a permit, it's two years from now. By the time I sell it out, that's another, I don't know how long, let's say six months, right? Before mm -hmm. I get my construction financing. By the time I build it, we're like five, six years from now. What is this mm -hmm. city going to be like in five, six years from now? It's going to be like a movie. It's going to be crazy. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. But it's really, it's going to be that tidal wave. The tidal wave yeah. is coming. The tsunami. Yeah. Tsunami. 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 Yeah. Tsunami. Tsunami. Us. Us. We. Yeah. Tsunami. So, so I think I think that's. Uh, I think that's, that's a, a good place sign. to end. Yeah, I think that's a great sign. So we're we're uh, we're on a roll. Lots of guests. Um, market updates are doing good. Yes. Podcast is growing. Really appreciate everybody. Instagram. Listening. If right. Oh, if you're listening right now, and it's not just in the background because you just left it on play and you're doing something else. If you're still hearing these words, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Daryl. We'll see you next week. Yes, we will. Amazon tiene todo lo que necesitas para tu dormitorio, desde productos esenciales hasta ropa y decoración e incluso ropa de cama para... Si, 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 si estás activas. Y si estás regulares también. Ahorra en todo para la universidad en Amazon.